<laughs> Welcome to the Simple and Smart SEO Show. I'm Brittany Herzberg, a copywriter for healthcare providers who loves Instagram. And I'm Krista Waddell, a Shopify seller with a heart for Pinterest. We're business besties and social media mavens who love learning and sharing what we've learned. This is a podcast that makes SEO simple and shows you how to create a smart SEO strategy that works for your business. What are we waiting for? Let's jump in. All right, guys, welcome back. Today, we are talking all about Instagram SEO and SEO on social media. So um, super excited to be talking with B about this. She is killing it on Instagram. And today we are going to learn all of her secrets. So B, are you ready to jump into this? I was born ready for this. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like your Instagram feed, because um, like, it seems like social media is playing a big role in your success right now. It is. And it's really cool to kind of see the evolution of it because I started, I'll give like a brief backstory. So I started my massage practice actually in 2015, had my website in 2017, and then I launched an Instagram specifically for my massage practice in 2019. And that has slowly morphed from massage into copywriting. So that's kind of like the evolution of this of this thing. I, and I actually tend to update my bio pretty regularly. I would say on average every other month or every three months, I'm updating my bio. I'm constantly messing around with like the words in there and what the bold caption thing says, which we'll get to. But yeah, I've recently fallen in love with reels. They're my jam. So that's kind of where I hang out. I hang out with reels and stories as we all know. <laughs> awesome. I've got tons of follow-up questions on that, but I'm sure we'll get to it um, at some point here. So yeah. you, you've talked about um, you know, SEO playing a major role on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that role that SEO plays? Yeah. I mean, really at its core, Instagram is suggesting things to us based on what we like, based on other similar accounts, things that you follow, posts or reels that you've interacted with or that you've liked or saved. So your behavior, which I think we all pretty much know this at this point, your behavior is really determining what Instagram is going to show you. And based on also what we're putting in our content on our profile in all of these places that we're going to talk about, your stuff is going to show up in front of somebody else. So it's kind of like everything has to match. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think like, it's all got to relate together. It's, it's, that's a little bit like Pinterest, you know, it's like, yeah, if you're talking about a thousand different things, the computer doesn't understand like what you're talking about. So sometimes we can feel like we're redundant, but actually what it is, is we're getting more clear and it's more clear to the people who are visiting our profiles, I guess, because, you know, we're talking about related, you know, related topics. Yeah. And just to kind of like piggyback on what you're saying right there, before we get too far down this rabbit hole, that is Instagram and SEO, the accounts that I've seen that have performed the best and where I've seen my growth come in is when I figured out that one thing that I wanted to do, that I wanted to be known for the one way I wanted to help people. And I just drilled down on it. And to your point of what you were just saying if you feel like you're being repetitive, you're doing it right. <laughs> yes. We might feel like we're annoying ourselves, but we never know what the people reading or watching or tuning in or scrolling through. We never know what they're actually seeing and what's getting logged in their brain. So if you're being repetitive, you're doing the right thing, friend. <laughs> 
Yes. And I, I heard just today on this podcast that I was listening to, and I'm going to give credit to the person in the show notes because I'm not exactly sure what his name is. Um, but he gave the example of a famous singer, you know, and it's like, if you went to a concert, you know, for your favorite most famous singer, and they were always singing new songs, that would be kind of weird. You know, totally. it's like people go to concerts because they want to sing and hear their favorite songs played live. So it's like that same idea of repetition, you know, what people are used to, what they expect, what they want to hear from you versus, you know, you don't have to, you know, recreate all of these different things all the time. People really respond to what they love and what they like about you. And that's why they're following you. Yeah. And really leaning into your personality is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen some, some big names that I follow and they always credit like time after time they always credit like I finally just showed up as who I am I shared what I like and people like me and then my account blew up so and that's not totally what you and I are all about about blowing up an account and like having it have thousands of followers we just want people to understand how to use this tool to the best of their ability so that being said I'm super excited to dive into all of the SEO on social media pieces are you Okay. So you said that you have seven steps to share with us um, so that we can grow our own strong social SEO strategy on Instagram. Yes. So let's start with number one. What is your first step? <laughs> step number one is to write keyword rich captions, which if you tuned into the Pinterest episode with Crystal, you know what, <laughs> what we're talking about. The keywords are, you know, it's what people are searching. If you can get in the mind of your ideal client and know that they're having X problem, you kind of know what they're going to be searching for. And that can help you when you're creating your content. You can figure out what phrases or words that you need to have in the in there so that you can show up as the answer to whatever they're searching for. So use those, figure out what the keywords are, and then use them strategically in your captions. And then you can directly impact your content's deliverability, discoverability into whatever the person is searching for. So an example of that, let me actually see if I can pull up something. I'm going to peek at my account while I'm looking at this. While you're doing that, I just wanted to say, I don't know about you, but I use every social platform or any resource platform that I'm using. I use it as a search engine now, whether it's Instagram or Pinterest or Apple podcasts, you know, if I'm looking for something, I put in a keyword that describes what I'm looking for. And, you know, I I'm searching out that particular information on whichever platform, you know, I'm on. Right. I mean, even think about when we were creating, we we were, this podcast was just a baby idea in our brains and we were trying to figure out what to name it. We went to each of the, you know, we went to Apple podcasts or we did Spotify podcasts and, or Spotify, not podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We were searching on Spotify and we were typing in SEO, SEO podcasts, SEO shows. We were trying to figure out what already existed so we wouldn't copy it. Also, so we could figure out wh- where the gap was. Where can we like, what little nook can we carve out or sit in? Uh, the words are not happening for me today. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> we used these podcast platforms as search engines. We went to Instagram and use that explore tab as a search engine. And that's what we do. Like you were saying, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, Google, you know, we're just, we're using it to search things. Right. right. So, so I, okay. So what were 
What were you searching for there on Instagram? I was searching for one of my captions. So I just pulled up a recent one that I did. And, you know, I'm talking about client testimonials because I'm sharing that I have a client testimonial template. So in here, I'm talking about different ways to gather client testimonials. Well, this is going to help somebody if they're kind of stuck with this, if they don't know how to gather client testimonials, or if they're trying to figure out, okay, I have these things, what do I do with them? So the keyword there would be client testimonials and whatever caption it is that you're writing. Obviously you want to have some kind of goal in mind of like, we want them to do, take some action. So when you're writing the captions, just figuring out what that keyword is, what they might be searching for and using it in your, in your words there. That's the core point of it. (laughs) Okay. So just a quick question. This client testimonial template you have, is this something that you have on your website that people can click through on Instagram and get to, or are you just offering tips or how does that work? That's a great question. So in the caption, I'm offering tips on how people, it's an actionable caption. (laughs) I should coin that somewhere. It's an actionable caption so they can actually learn something from what I've written there. And then to take it a step further, yes, they can go click the link that's in my bio and it'll take them to a certain tab that says, you know, buy this client testimonial template and it'll click them through to my website where they can make the purchase. Okay. So here's a follow-up question Mm -hmm. to that. Now with Instagram, you have multiple pictures and then multiple captions, and then you have a call to action often within that caption. That's like, Hey, link in my bio, you can get X, Y, Z. How do you handle it then when your offer changes and you have, you know, a new post with a new call to action with a new link in bio? Like, how do you get people to act, you know, if they go back through your profile and somehow find it and they want to click through, how do you handle that situation? question. So there's a few different ways that I've seen this play out. What I personally do is I have one link, the link never changes, but the buttons that are on that link change. So if you click to it, it's a web page on my website that I have taken and I just put buttons. Um, recently I went in and switched some things out. I tried to organize it a little bit better and make it user-friendly. So it says, you know, there's a featured offer right now because I have a friend who's running a webinar and I really want copywriters to know about this webinar. Then we drop down and there's paid offers, there's free resources. And then I have some affiliate links in there because I talk about all of these things. Um, So that's what I choose to do. I have seen other people just have one link that will take you, for example, that webinar, my copywriter friend only has that one link. So if you click it, it takes you to sign up for the webinar. Now that's going to change because the webinar is going to be over in a couple of days and then she's going to have it for the program that she's launching. So you could choose to have one link that always stays the same until you change that link. Or you could have one link, almost kind of like a link tree or a bit.ly where you have different offers listed. And that's kind of personal preference. We could probably spend an entire episode on how to handle that. (laughs) Okay. Well, and I think that's a great idea. Definitely something I want to dive into because it's like, that has been one of the challenges that I've had with Instagram. It's just that idea of LinkedIn bio, but it's like, wait a second, it's not the same link anymore. So I like, I like that idea. I like that there are solutions to that issue. So um, yeah, definitely appreciate that very much. So, okay. So seven steps, the first step um, to a strong social SEO strategy is writing keyword rich captions. Yes, Got it. Exactly. What is number two? So 
step two or tip two is going to be to add keywords to your Instagram handle or your profile name. So if we look at the Instagram app, that's going to be your handle is going to be like, for me, it's Brittany underscore Herzberg. That's what people know you as, you know, I I actually have people in my life that I know them only as their Instagram handle, which often isn't your name. (laughs) Like yours is pin my Shopify, right? Right. Okay. Cause I actually know you (laughs) by your name. So that's yeah, my name's at pin my Shopify. Wait a second. That's not my name. Okay. Go ahead. I've done that to people. Have you ever done that to someone? You see them in real life and you're like, oh, hey, you know, California one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more familiar with people calling me collage and wood, like at collage and wood, yeah. but yes, the pin my Shopify is coming up now too. So that's really funny. I didn't think about it like that. It is so funny. So that's going to be your Instagram handle, your profile name. If you're actually in the Instagram app and you're looking it's that bold part underneath your profile image. So for me, it says copywriting plus SEO strategy because I wanted to put keywords in there because my name is already in my Instagram handle. If your Instagram handle is like Crystal, where you've got at pin my Shopify or at collage in wood, and you're like, oh, I really want to put my name somewhere. Know this. It's people often aren't going to be searching for you by your name. They're going to be searching for you by what you can do and how you can help them or what they're interested in seeing from you. If that's, you know, funny dog videos or if it's uh, gluten-free recipes, they're going to want to see more of that in that bold copy. So that is where you really, that's where you can hide some gold. So copywriting plus SEO strategy. Now, if I really wanted to get carried away with myself here, I could put SEO copywriting for healthcare providers or healthcare pros. I tried it. (laughs) It was too many characters. So I settled on copywriting plus SEO strategy. And I do believe you're allowed to change that. I want to say twice in a 14 day period or something like that. Look it up for yourself, but put some thought into it before you change it. But know that that is a really great place to put keywords as well as your Instagram handle. I mean, if you want to, gosh, I think I made one for my dad because he's launching a window uh, replacement window business. And I believe the handle that we came up for him came up with for him was window Ex- experts NC or window expert something, because it's his company name, but it's also going to be a keyword that people are going to be searching for if they're looking for replacement windows. So does that make some sense? When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, well, one question I have to follow up is like, how important is it that your Instagram handle and say like your website name are the same or similar? Do they have any relationship with each other? You know, I haven't done research on this, but I would imagine that it the more things that match throughout your online existence, the better, but it's not the end of the world if they don't match. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see. Um, you mentioned that 
not adding keywords to your name or or adding keywords to your name is just as helpful. So don't don't change your handle um, and add keywords to your name. That's what you just said. I would, yeah. So I would, if you already have an Instagram handle and you're happy with it, by all means, keep it. I chose to change mine from be here to Brittany underscore Herzberg because my massage practice was named be here, is named be here. But I didn't want to confuse the two because I went from putting massage related content to putting copywriting related content. So I still have be here. It still exists. It still talks about massage therapy, but I mostly focus on copywriting with the Brittany underscore Herzberg account. Um, So that's what I chose to do. That's how I handled it. What I would encourage you to change. And, you know, if you're coming up with a new Instagram profile, going back to the, to the handle, just maybe be thoughtful. Maybe you want to have it be your name. Maybe you want to throw some keywords in there. So that's, that's more advice for if this is something that you're thinking about for the profile name, which is that bold copy underneath your profile image. That's where I would change things out. That's where I would make sure that you have those keywords in there and don't worry so much about having like having it say crystal or having it say Brittany right there, because I mean, people are gonna figure out who you are and it's not super important it's more important that they know how you can help them. So you're saying that you had a, you had an Instagram profile that was originally targeted towards your first business, which was massage therapy and massage therapists and that type of thing. And you just use that same uh, profile and transitioned into your new niche. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Yes. And I did like the be here handle. So I created another account and saved that handle. And I still use that handle for the massage stuff, but I kept this account. I modified the Instagram handle and of course modified the profile name where it's got the bold with the keywords. Okay. So that's really interesting. It's like you took your very first handle, changed it, and then, you know, started a new account with your original handle. So I like that because then you were able to still retain both brands, you know, so that's, that's a really um, great strategy if you are making some kind of pivot, but you also, you know, want to retain, you know, whatever it was you were previously known for. I think that's a really great idea. Right. I mean, because I still have it, I still currently have it listed on my massage business cards, my massage practice Mm -hmm. business cards. I was like, well, I don't want to send them to a dead space or even worse, potentially to someone who's got the handle now and is putting something bad out there. Um, I don't want to be associated with that. So I wanted to make sure that I kept that handle. And this may seem confusing to people. So if we feel like we're losing anyone, definitely let us know. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's move back into something everybody knows and, you know, everybody's always asking questions about, and that's hashtags. So tell us about how to use hashtags on Instagram. Yes. So you actually asked me a question before we even started rolling and recording. Should you use 30 hashtags? Because we've heard, you know, this advice and that advice recently. And I like to figure out a plan and kind of stick to it. And the people that I respect who really know their stuff with Instagram, with hashtags, they've continued to use 30. Um, So I would say if you have 30, use 30. Um, And if you're finding it challenging to use good hashtags, like if you are concerned about using a band hashtag or whatever, I have a tool that I really love and I'll make sure that we link to it. Uh, But 
it's been life-changing for me. So I was explaining or sharing with Crystal before we got on here that I have some reels that I've used the 30 hashtags and it's just me talking. So without getting too, too complicated and too far down this rabbit hole, when people are recording reels, often what makes the reels show up to many, many people is the audio that you use. So what I have done to, to kind of try to experiment with some things and also to make sure that my account is a place where people feel like they can come to it and learn something. I have just been recording a story, like an Instagram story, saving those clips and then editing them into a 30 or 40 second reel. And there's no music. There's no trending audio. <clears throat> there's no trending audio. It's just me talking to the camera. What I have done though, is I've made sure that I use all 30 hashtags and the, these views for me are quite large. So like I had some previously that were 200, 300, 400. Just in the last few days, I had one that was 700 plus, one that was 900 plus. And just yesterday I had one over 1600. So that's a pretty far reach for me. The numbers are going to be different for everyone, but that is simply, I can totally with all confidence say that is only because I used all 30 of those hashtags that it got such a far reach. Wow. And that's so interesting because if you um, check out Brittany's profile, I've wondered how you made those reels, you know, so that's really interesting <laughs> to know that you recorded them as stories and then downloaded them and then edited them into reels. That's a really interesting technique. Yeah. And it's, I mean, for me, if you look at my profile, you will see that I don't really care about the fancy transitions. I don't care about necessarily what other people are doing. I'm trying to figure out what it is that I do that my people like. And I think I've finally figured it out. So you'll see me just like sitting in a corner in my house or you'll see me sitting in my car and I'm just talking. That's where I feel comfortable. That's where my ideas come to me. So I just share them. <laughs> and yeah, doing it on a story makes me feel, you know, back to that personality piece. It makes me feel like I can just show up as me and deliver the content in the way that I can explain it well. And people have responded really, really well to it. So I think I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> okay. So here's another question. How do you come up with your content? Like you have so many awesome ideas. Like wh where is that even coming from? Yeah. A lot of it is actually coming from people asking me questions, whether it's in the comments, in the direct messages, in real life, <laughs> in conversations I have with my friends like you. Uh, it's it sometimes is even in what I stumble across when I'm doing SEO research or I'm like, oh, people are confused about this. Oh, I can explain this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's mostly how I brainstorm ideas. A lot of times they come to me in the weirdest places. Uh, I still do massage sessions. Sometimes I'll dream up something in there. Sometimes I'll be in the shower. Sometimes I'll just be driving. I don't know if that happens to anyone else, but it certainly happens to me. <laughs> So if you're in the middle of giving someone a massage and you get an idea, do you say, hold on, I'll be right back and go write it down? Or you just kind of hold on to it in your brain? Every once in a while I do, but it's my clients have been with me anywhere from like five to seven or even 10 years sometimes in some cases. So sometimes I'll just be like, I have one of those ideas and they totally are so sweet and understanding. If it seems like I can take a break quickly and just type it in my phone, text myself, I will. If it's, if it's like just totally not the right moment. I'm sitting in the massage, like repeating to myself in my head. <laughs> gotcha. I, my ideas, they come in and then yeah. they go. And um, ha have you ever um, 
Have you ever read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that book. And you, I, do you remember the part where she talked about like, if you don't act on the inspiration, then it's going to leave you and go to somebody else. Yeah. And they will. <laughs> I always think that. Yeah. So I'm like, no, come back. You know, I don't want someone else to have you. <laughs> have you? So that's a question. Have you ever seen one of your thoughts or ideas out there by someone else being done by someone else? You know, honestly, just today, as I was listening to this, um, the man on the podcast that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. that was an example of that. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, there's not a lot new, you know, um, yeah. under the sun. <laughs> so it, but it is interesting when you find someone who shares your perspective, because I think that's the biggest difference, you know, in how all of us do, you know, our businesses and how, how all of us are trying to grow and market and all that type of stuff. A lot of times it's just our approach and our perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we are the difference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I did have one other question because you talked, we're still talking about hashtags. Um, (laughs) So you mentioned like following or, you know, you can use up to 30, but you need to use good quality hashtags. What is a good quality hashtag? How can you even tell if it's good quality? Oh yeah. So it really has to do with the number. And of course, I'm not going to remember it right now, but it has to do with the number of uses. So actually, if you go in Instagram, and I'm going to walk myself through this, if you go in Instagram <laughs> and you go to that explore tab and you type in hashtag and then uh, let's say client testimonials, I don't know about anybody else, but I cannot talk and type at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so okay. I, That's funny. If I type in client testimonials, it shows that there's 55,000 posts using this. And I know for a fact that this is still a good one as of today, as of the recording date. So I can use that. Um, I want to say between, I think it's between 5,000 and 100,000 are the good ones, the good quality ones to use. But honestly, if you have any questions about it, I would go find Courtney Schoberg. I will we'll link her in the show notes. And she's the one that created the hashtag files. And that's what I trust. And that's what I use because it's such a time saver and it's totally worth the cost, the monthly cost, in my opinion. So we'll make sure that we link that. So that's something that's upload or like updated monthly. Yeah. Yeah. They update it monthly. There's a whole team. They work on it. And for transparency's sake, this is an affiliate link. It will be an affiliate link and we'll make sure that that's noted in the show notes, but man, it has been a complete lifesaver for me. That's cool. So I've gotten um, like a hashtag resource before, but mm-hmm. as far as I know, it's not updated. You know, it's just kind of a, a one-time wham, bam, thank you, ma'am situation. <laughs> so I love the fact that this is a, a resource that's updated. Now that I can get behind. That sounds yeah. really helpful. And at least the okay. last time I checked, I think that the price was somewhere around like $35 a month. It's not a, it's not a terribly pricey investment for your business. Plus you can write it off if it's for your business. So, you know, pro tip. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I think we have beaten hashtags into the ground. (laughs) Yes. Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Use your hashtags. So so that was, that was tip number three is hashtags. What is your fourth tip for Instagram SEO? Okay. So we've all heard this. We've all heard people talking about alt text. Do not forget to use your alt text, which I personally am guilty of doing on occasion. But the main reason that alt text exists is for accessibility, trying to explain what's being shown for those who can't see it or who can't see it well. 
but an added benefit is that it's another great place to add in the key terms. It's a little bit hidden, so it's an easy addition to forget, like I said that I do, but I really encourage that you take advantage of this. Also, you can go back and do this on your older posts or reels. So you can go and take advantage of stuff that you've already posted. Maybe you don't want to post something today. Just go check out one of your old posts and do it. So for those of you who aren't familiar with how to do it, if you go to your old post and you click on the top three buttons in the top right corner, you'll click edit. And of course, I'm walking myself through this. And then the best here you way go. to teach. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of you our can... friends have out their phones right now. So this exactly. Is exactly. So I have it on just like a photo post. So in the bottom right corner, it says edit alt text. And then you can go in there. And for this particular post that I did, it was a carousel. So there's three images. So I have three opportunities to write something amazing about my dog, Jack. <laughs> but you'll just type stuff in there and make sure that you include keywords and then you're good. And then you'll just click done and you'll be all good to go. Well, that's really interesting. I, I knew you could go back and edit old posts. And um, I also knew that you should do it to new posts. But honestly, like, I feel like a jerk, you know, because you said the main reason it exists is for accessibility. So for that reason, I'm going to definitely make a better effort. But in terms of the SEO benefit, I was like, ah, oh, this feels like it's like taking forever. So, um, yeah. and I wasn't sure what the return was, but you know, now since you've said this and then also because it's like the right thing to do, I'm going to um, definitely make an effort to be better at this. Yeah, it's something I need to make sure that I stay on top of. And I just tried to do it on a reel. You cannot go back and edit it on a reel. But if oh, you okay. So just to not put false information out there, let me okay. see. I was gonna say, I was like, I never heard of that. I was like, I, but I was gonna do yeah. it later. So <laughs> so you can't put it on an old one. But when you're creating new reels, definitely make sure that moving forward, we all need to be adding that for accessibility and also for searchability. Awesome. Okay. So give us number five. Number five, live video titles. So if you were to go and create, you know, just I'm going to do an Instagram live today, right? When you go live, you have the option of putting a title on there at that point. And then you also can, when you're finished with the live, it'll say like, do you want to save it? And it'll have you put in whatever information you want to put in there. So let's say you didn't come up with the best title when you first jumped on and went live that's okay put something in there and then when you go to save it and save it to your profile just you know say that you spent the whole time talking about again we'll just use client testimonials and ways that you can gather them make sure that that's somewhere in there you know the top three ways to gather client testimonials or what to do once you've gathered client testimonials you can come up with something like that so make sure you put the keyword or key phrase that showed up while you were doing your live, make sure that that's in the title. It's a great place to to help get found. Okay. So this isn't SEO, but this is related to, you know, kind of editing that live video. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how you can add a cover or choose the cover photo or yeah. whatever. Okay. And your on your profile, one thing I always notice is your big, beautiful smile. <laughs> so is that something that you recommend, you know, editing and making sure that like you have a smiling photo or any particular type of photo as, you know, the cover of that video? So as you and I, so you and I met in Social Curator, which was all about like how to do the best things on Instagram. And one thing that I learned while we were in there is that faces and particularly smiling faces, and especially if it's your smiling face is going to perform the best. 
not everyone's comfortable with that, but I highly recommend it because that's what most people are going to be attracted to. I think the order of it was like smiling, your smiling face, and then like kids and pets, like dogs. And then it was like (laughs) food and drinks. And the last one was words, like the text. So the order of that might have changed, but your smiling face for sure is going to be the one that people are going to be the most attracted to. And they're going to be like, oh, I want to click on this. And if anyone is listening and they feel like I'm not that pretty, I'm not that whatever. I have seen some incredible people sharing some really hard experiences and, you know, they have burns, they have scars, they have whatever they've been, they've had some horrible things happen. They're still out here showing up. They're still showing their face. It took them a while to get there, but they're doing it and they're showing up as themselves and they're being themselves and they're talking about their experiences and people really respect that and they gravitate toward it. So give yourself some time to get to that place. But whenever you do, that's going to be a great thing to to put on covers or whatever it is. So yes, in short, the answer is yes. You know, it's so funny. It's like the real me, you know, wants to go and do like some ridiculous faces and just post those on Instagram for no reason. Um, But then there's that business side of me that's like, oh, I can't, you know, be that silly and goofy, you know, and be taken seriously. But part of me wants to just try it because it's like, why not? You know, I mean, it's not like it has to live there forever if it doesn't work. But um, if you do see that in the future, just know that it was this moment that inspired that. (laughs) I think you should do it and try it and just see what happens. Because if you can't be silly on Instagram, where else can we do? I guess Pinterest. We can do it on Pinterest, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So we are now to number six. We only have two more. This is crazy. I'm getting all these ideas. I just want to pop off of here and start working on my Instagram. I know. I know know what you're going to be doing for the rest of the day. Yes. Making a uh, fire marshal bill faces at the camera. So, um, yeah. <laughs> What's number six. Number six is to make sure you turn on those captions. So let's go back to my example with, I record stuff in a story and then I edit it into a reel. When I edit it into part, this is part of why I do it this way. When I edit it into oh. a reel, mm-hmm, I can then go and my account at least has the ability. I think everyone has had this rolled out, but cross your fingers that you have this ability. You can actually tap that sticker button and bring the captions onto the reel. So I love it because again, it's an accessibility thing. It's also just like an ease of watching it because I can't remember the statistic right now, which would be really helpful, but a certain percentage of people don't turn on the audio while they're watching reels or when they're at, um, you know, interacting, there we go, interacting with Instagram. So having captions on there is really helpful even if they're not perfect, like I don't go back and edit mine, even if they're not perfect, people are going to get the sense of what you're saying. So make sure you turn on the captions. That's actually one of my fun, um, random pastimes is picking up on the, um, misspellings and incorrect conversions of words. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. It is not a perfect technology. Okay. So the caption feature that's available in stories and reels. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is. So okay. definitely take advantage of that. I'm not even sure it might be, I go live so infrequently on this thing, but it might even be available on lives. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. We should look into cool. I know. Okay. So, <laughs> so since we're talking about captions, that kind of rolls into number seven, I feel like I've like sped us up a thousand, um, a 
the thousand uh, RPMs or something no. here. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> well, I think That's we, we had like. the bigger ones at the beginning. Okay. All right. So what, what is your number seven? So number seven is to use, to add words to your reels. So if you're not, let's say you're not going to do captions because you're going to use a trending audio, you could type in there exactly what's being said on the audio, which I've done before, or you could just type out like what the main point is that you want people to get. So it could be, again, I'll just stick with my, stick with my analogy or uh, my example with the client testimonials. In that reel, I was talking, so I chose to have the captions, but let's say I had done that over a trending audio. I still had three ways to collect client testimonials, and then I listed them out. I said, you know, number one, blah, blah, blah. Number two, blah, blah, blah. So you could do that. Um, You also see people telling you to like read the caption or go to the link in bio. You can do that for sure because it's more of a call to action, but as far as the keywords, driving it back to the keywords that you're using, make sure that shows up somehow. If it's at least in your title, somewhere in the text as the audio is going along, but just make sure that you have some text in there. And also please people make sure that you can see the text because I can't, that's my thing that like drives me bonkers. It's like, I'll be scrolling through and I'll, you know, find a reel and I really want to see what it has to say, but the text is at the very bottom of it. And if someone is, I've done it too, but once I figured it out, I was like, Ooh, ooh, can't do that. Um, because people actually have to like pause and hold down and not everybody knows to do that. If they, you know, want to see the text, you have to pause and hold down. And that just also gets annoying. Yeah. You can do it. (laughs) See, I'll have to go out and put like a side edit and say, because I don't know what I'm doing when I record (laughs) these reels, please pause and hold down, you know, so that you could read it. Oh gosh. Well, you're learning. No, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so you can pause and hold and watch it and read it rather, or you can just put the text where where it belongs and you can make it bigger or smaller, depending on like, if your face is in the frame, if your product is in the frame, if whatever is in the frame and something that you can do when you're creating these things, these things, when you're creating a reel and when you're putting the text on the reel, as you, let's say you type out the title, for example, you can drag it up And as you drag it up, it's going to stop you at a blue line. It stops you where people would see the post when they're scrolling through their feed. So if you can keep it within those blue bumpers, mm -hmm, keep the- Never seen blue bumpers. Keep that. You have to drag it really slow and sometimes you have to do it twice. But if you do that, you know how reels are like the tall rectangles? When you're scrolling through your feed, it's typically showing up in a square. So they have these blue bumpers on there. I almost think of them like the bowling bumpers. Uh, They have these blue bumpers on there that tell you like where it's going to be. And also if you drag it far enough to the right, you're going to see like the like comment share buttons show up faintly. And if you drag it down to the bottom, it's going to show you where your name is going to show up and where the caption is going to show up. So take some time and explore that and make sure that your text is inside the blue bumpers. Please thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Wow. That was, that was so helpful. Again, I can't wait to go play in my Instagram reels. Yeah. So (laughs) I had no idea. And I always, always wonder, like I did, I do the same thing on TikTok. You know, I always um, put the text in the wrong spot and (laughs) it was like, Oh, you know, but you can't go back and edit it once it's done. You know, it's like, they're stuck there forever, you know, but um, yeah. Well, here's another pro tip for you. If you want to 
I have started like, okay, so I record the story. I save all the stories. I go and make the reel. I edit it. And then before I put any text on it, I save that edited version and then I'll go ahead and work with it, create a reel, share it out. Now, by saving the stuff before I put the words on it, if I make a mistake or if there's an error that happens when I'm uploading it, I can try again. So that has saved me a lot of frustration. Well, I see two wins right there for you. Number one, what you just said. And I have, yes, cried myself to sleep at night because yeah. I spent forever working on a reel. And then it had some sort of error. And I was like, I hate you. I'll never <laughs> do you again, you know. But then the other thing I see you do is upload those reels to Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, everybody like when I tell people, Hey, you can just upload your reels to Pinterest, or you can just upload your TikTok videos to Pinterest. I feel like somebody's about to throw a fork in my eye because it's like, no, you must recreate it for the platform and specifically for the platform and blah. And I'm like, okay, you do what you want to do. You know, that's absolutely fine. And maybe it is best practice, you know, but what I'm trying to say is content, content distribution is really important. So, you know, if you can like you said, download it in some sort of native format and then, you know, re-upload it to or upload it to a different platform, then it appears more native. So I just, I feel like you've given us yeah. some, um, some definite options there. So for sure. Yeah. And I, I, that's the other reason why I've saved them is I've intended to play around with uploading it just by itself without the Instagram logo on to Pinterest, but I haven't done it yet. So do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I think you're okay. So, <laughs> but okay. So I have a tricky question for you. Come um, at me, bro. Okay. Because <laughs> we are always talking about SEO, you know, and the fact that SEO on our website is the real key to getting found in search, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Google being whatever, any, any type of search engine can Instagram and Instagram captions and reels and that type of thing. Can they be found on Google? Yes, I think we actually walked through this with, um, oh, and now I can't even think who it was. I think it was the top seven at seven, the clubhouse show. Uh, I believe we actually walked through this. And so now I'm going to do it because I think it can be found. So what I'm going to do, because I'm not sure if the keywords would be found, I'm going to type in just Brittany Herzberg. Again, I can't talk and type uh, Instagram. Let's see what happens. Yeah, okay, so it shows my profile, shows my website. That's cool. It shows my uh, massage continuing education course for massage therapists. And then if I go Ooh. over to images, I see website images. I see podcast features. So I don't see my Instagram stuff. I don't see images or reels or anything like that. And I'm on the Google Chrome platform. But if I scroll down on the search... I'm mostly just seeing like my website and then Instagram profile. I'm not seeing the images and stuff, but I feel like when we did that, it did pull it up and that was sometime last year. So I don't know if something has changed. I don't know, but you know what? It never hurts to optimize things because what if something changes next year? What if something changes in three months? Um, You do bring up a good point though, because another thing to just another nugget and another task to put on everyone's plate is yes if you right like get ready for it if you (laughs) want you can take your best performing or the the pieces that matter the most to you content from instagram or even pinterest 
but we kind of use Pinterest in the reverse order. You can take your Instagram reel that's performing the best, plop it on a blog on your website and write more, put the caption, but you can expand. You can write more, you can share more, you can link to other places on your website. It's automatically, you know, you can automatically link it to Instagram. So that's something that you can do if you want to work smarter, not harder. Just a thought, add it to your to-do list for the future and ponder that. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I like to teach people to start with their long form content and break it apart, which I know is not like a new thought, (laughs) but what you have said is really interesting because I think all of us, and I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, risk getting another fork thrown at my eye here, but (laughs) I think a lot of us start, I know, right. I'm like, I could hardly see anyway, but, um, you know, a lot of us learned that, oh, when we, when we advertise our businesses online, we should start with social media, you know, and unfortunately over time, um, those social media posts do die out and you won't get as, as much of a reach and potentially get in front of people, um, as you can with SEO on your website, but Mm. therein also lies this opportunity. Like you just said, you know, there's probably a good portion of amazing content that we've all created for our social media profiles that we can then take and put on our website. And like you said, expand upon it, you know, and, um, in my head, I'm going to say this, so I don't forget it because I don't want this inspiration to jump on somebody else. Unless <laughs> of course that somebody else is listening, <laughs> um, is to like, maybe, you know, create like a best of Instagram page, yeah. you know, even so, even if you don't have the capacity to, um, bust out different blog posts on those things. Um, but just having a best of where you can expand a little bit on each one and just kind of add to it. Um, and yeah. link back to that post if you want or not, whatever. I don't know, but I feel like there's something there. I think so. And when you said that, it gave me an idea. You could, you could kind of like bubble things together, piece things together with like mm. the offers I have or, um, client stories or, you know, my LinkedIn bio page, you know, like not, yeah. not like a, not like a, um, LinkedIn bio page that you typically see, but just like, Hey, uh, here's a page where I reference different things you could link to, you mm-hmm. know, with expanded information on it. So, yeah. so you could group it however cool. you want for sure. Yeah. I want to see with you the, do that. Yeah. With the graphic or the reel or whatever, you know, so it's like visually, yes. uh, compatible or, you know, people can recognize it from one platform to the other that, yeah, I really like that idea. That'd be kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you can make content whichever order you want to, you can do like what you would naturally do with Pinterest, which is write the blog, share it on Pinterest, break it apart and then have different things for Instagram. Or you could do your Instagram stuff, see what's performing well, or see what really matters to you, put it in a blog, share it on Pinterest. So you've got, you can go whichever direction you want to. There are options. It's just a matter of like, pick one, go with it, try it. Yeah. And I like, I like what you said there about, you know, seeing if something works or resonates, you know, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram first. So yeah, whichever one appeals to you go for it. Um, but just make sure you get it on your website at some point. Do Please. it. Yes. I know. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, this, was, this was so much fun. Yeah. It was one of our longer ones potentially. Yeah, I know. It's like, what time is it? I don't even know how long this has been, but you know what, <laughs> if you're, if you're listening to this right now, you know, you have the choice always to number one, speed us up or break it apart. Yeah. You know, I don't know, maybe, maybe we should break it apart, but maybe it'll just be 
a full episode. So yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll stay see tuned. Happens, so. You have to tune yeah. in to okay. see what happens. Um, so if people want to follow you, I just feel like this is such a great opportunity to tell people where they can actually see um, your magic in action. How can they, how can they do that? Yeah, sure. So if you want to come be friends with me on Instagram, my handle, the searchable thing is at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y underscore Herzberg, H-E-R-Z-B-E-R-G. And I will put that in the show notes because no one can spell it. Um, <laughs> so that's the that's that profile. And then if you're curious about the more massage profile, which I have, it's kind of like the, the stepchild at this point, but it's the letter B dot H-E-R-E underscore. So at B dot here underscore. And my website if you want to see how any of this stuff kind of plays out on there is brittanyherzberg.com. Yay. Thanks for asking. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. And um, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing how people respond to this. And if you have any comments, questions, follow-ups for us, you know, definitely feel free to reach out. And I think we're done for today. What do you think, girly? I think so. This is great. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this info, subscribe before you go so you never miss out on something related to SEO. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Hey guys, this is Crystal, one of your co-hosts from the Simple and Smart SEO Show podcast. If you're looking for a unique, handcrafted way to spruce up your home or office, then collageandwood.com is the perfect place for you. We are a small, woman-owned business that offers a range of beautiful wooden signs for your home or office. Our talented team of artists will work with you to create a sign that perfectly suits your needs. So why wait? Use promo code SIMPLE10 to save 10%. Visit collageandwood.com today. Save 10% with promo code SIMPLE10. That's collageandwood.com.